Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today is Wednesday, February 12th, and we have a pretty massive 11-game slate, one of the biggest slates that we've had in a while. Uh, based on injury news, based on the size of the slate, not that much news. I mean, we have a lot of players already ruled out, some players in question, but not a ton of it so far is going to be as impactful early in the morning as you would expect for a massive slate like this. Of course, some starters that will impact the slate are in question, but we'll get to those in just a second. If you're new here, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Sal, and I cover daily fantasy sports in a variety of different sports. Right here, you're in here for the NBA Excited to have you cover this usually. Um, I mean, we've been going on about two weeks straight now, even on the weekend. So happy to have you here. If you have any type of or receive any type of value from these videos, I do appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button. Helps me grow an audience, helps me reach more people, more watch time, which then helps me reach even more people organically. So I do appreciate that. I'm a full-time content creator here and I do this every single day because I love doing it. So if you are interested in my NBA projections, premium stuff over there, um, XFL premium content, interest pools for NBA, that's all linked up down below on Patreon. You can check that out without a doubt. And then lastly, I'll just plug drafters.com. Above is their picture, their logo. Check out drafters.com. It's not salary cap based. It's one of the spots that I actually enjoy playing on. It's like snake drafts every single night. They take five to 10 minutes. Um, usually for NBA, you should wait up until the news. You can pick up players if like your player gets ruled out, but you'll have a better edge if you're waiting for like the, the half hour before to do your draft. So be sure to check that out. Um, I think there's a really good edge over there. Uh, there's not a lot of quote unquote sharks for the people that like to use that word, but it's also a different format. It's it's refreshing compared to the salary capture. You're looking for 5X and you're trying to squeeze out projections. Um, I think this is, especially if you have projections, again, check them out on Patreon. I think it's a really nice edge to have over there a lot of people going off the site projections which i think if you have any other type you're, you're probably going to beat the field a good amount of the time so check it out you can use the promo code sal 100 for 100 deposit match up to 50 bucks you want to put 10 dollars in and try it out 20 dollars in try one of their bigger contests out you'll get a 20 dollars match sal 100 so that all said let's get into the injury news Starting alphabetically for Atlanta, DeAndre Bembry is questionable with a hand. I probably won't project him for anything, maybe six minutes even if he plays. Um, so it doesn't really matter too much against Cleveland. But for Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving is going to still miss with a knee injury. You're getting good run. Karis LeVert, I give him 33 minutes today. Um, I'm, I'm ending up giving Spencer Dinwiddie 34. They both look appealing, not any type of priority plays, but they both look appealing today. In Cleveland, Kevin Love is questionable with an Achilles. So the Cavs got blown out in the last game, but don't let it go under the radar that Andre Drummond was on pace to play about 33, 34 minutes in that game. He had 25 minutes played through three quarters. So I gave Andre Drummond 32 minutes. I only gave Tristan Thompson 16, who was on place to play about 17 minutes after eight and a half minutes in the first half. The exact same rotations for Larry Nance as Tristan Thompson. So not a lot of run. I ended up giving right now Kevin Love 32 minutes as well. I'm not shocked to see Drummond play 34 and Thompson just play 14. Um, so it's a situation where no interest in Thompson, no interest in Nance. Uh, right now at 32 minutes, Drummond's not even standing out that much and it impacts Kevin Love. So a lot of this Cleveland front court, at least not getting to, we'll get to the back court a little bit later. In Dallas, Lucas says he's going to play, so I have him as probable. He might technically be listed as questionable with the ankle injury. I don't know how many minutes to put him at. He's a guy who plays 34, 35 when fully healthy. I put him at 32 today. He's at only 10,900. It's a cheap price, cheaper than we've seen him in a while. So I think he's in play. I'm not getting to much of him at 32 minutes right now. But if he goes out and he has no minutes limit, 34 at less than 11,000, we haven't seen that in a while, is a really good spot for Luca. 
For Denver, still no Will Barton or Michael Porter Jr. Um, you'll still get some Torrey Craig minutes. You saw Jordan McRae get active in Denver and get some more run as well. So keep an eye on that. Jeremy Grant's been playing 30 minutes, even with Paul Millsap back around the 20 minutes limit. Uh, so with those guys out, you're still getting a lot of run for players and supporting cast players. Uh, in Golden State, Kevon Looney is questionable with a hip. Might impact the upside of, uh, there's still no Marvy Spellman, so might impact the upside of a guy like Marquise Chris, who's been playing high 20s and minutes. Tyler Hero, we had Jimmy Butler return in the last game. Tyler Hero still out with the ankle. We'll continue to give Goran Drogic minutes around the 30s. Um, Duncan Robinson should still play mid-30s as well. Uh, for Milwaukee, lots of injury news. Giannis is out, George Hill is out, and Kyle Korver is out. Kyle Korver adds about 14 minutes a game. That's impactful. George Hill adds around 18 to 20 minutes a game. That's impactful. And obviously Giannis is league high, like 1.9 fantasy point minute production for 30, 31 minutes is going to be huge here. So you get Eric Bledsoe and both Eric Bledsoe and Middleton since the start of last year with no George Hill, no Brogdon, and no Giannis off the court because obviously Brogdon was there last year. You're getting both these guys as 1.5 fantasy point per minute producers or better. So even at their increased price points of Middleton close to 9K, uh, Eric Bledsoe close to 8K, they're both really good options. Ursan in the last game picked up four first half fouls. So his price point at 4,800 is just ridiculous for a fantasy point per minute producer who I have around 28 to 30 minutes today. Looks like one of the better values on the slate as well. With Kyle Korver out, you can give extra minutes to Wesley Matthews is already playing 32. Extra minutes to Sterling Brown, Pat Connington, um, Dante DiVincenzo. That ends up putting Pat Connington and DiVincenzo in my player pool right now as some sort of value. For Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton is questionable with an ankle injury today. I currently have him projected in for 34 minutes, Diallo for 14 backup minutes. Obviously, if anything breaks there that he's not going to play, well, then Diallo gets all the run and it looks like a fine play. Um, Dario Sarge continues to be out today, so you're going to get more McCall Bridges at the four, picking up his minutes of 30 plus there. And then Rashawn Holmes, if we're going to Sacramento, out once again with a shoulder, still, still no Marvin Bagley. So you'll get just them playing small for the most part. You still only have Harry Giles playing like 16 minutes a game. You're getting big minutes out of Bielitsa. I have him projected for 33 today you might get Jabari Parker back which you should then get um, less minutes just overall uh, for maybe Bielitsa I, I think he'll just really slide into a backup role there um, they're playing small so who knows if Bielitsa picks up five minutes as well like when he got dunked on by Braun he probably doesn't want to go back to the five um, but moving into Toronto Marcus is out and Serge Ibaka is questionable with an illness Obviously, the last leg, Chris Bouchard was the chalk, but then right before lock, RHJ gets to start. You sh- probably should have pivoted then at that point once he's not starting Bouchard, uh, Boucher. So I have Serge Ibaka in. It was just an illness. I haven't projected for 30 minutes after 6,300 versus Brooklyn. Looks really good. Utah, um, Mike Conley was out for an illness last time. Haven't projected him for 30 minutes today, uh, but keep an eye on him. He is questionable. And Mary Hazonia missed last night with an ankle. I do think this is impactful because Anthony Simons is back. So if Hazonia plays, he can just get a DMP and, and not see any minutes, a coach's decision. But he could also play 8 to 10 minutes, and that directly can impact a guy like Gary Trent. Now, Trent's been playing very well as of late. Only played like 27 minutes last night, but because of the blowout, I haven't projected for 30. He could play 32, but if his only plays, you can see that number go down to 26, and then he's it goes from being at least in play to not in play. So that's the injury news for an 11-game slate. Not terrible. Only 19 pieces of injury news, and some of them are just things that we, we we're kind of come to expect with Kyrie out. Um, George Hill's been out for a while. Michael Porter, Will Barton. So that said... We're just going to go right into the early interest. The target offense sheet, if you are interested in that, it is all done. The projections are all done because on Wednesdays, I do an awesome show and Sunday morning. So I get the projections done really early um, since this was an 11 game slate. Ended up getting up around 4 a.m. to get it done. Make sure I get a video out still, but I have this projected or I have this filtered the wrong way, smallest to least. But if you're here right now, we're on the early interest. I have right now listed 22 players. I will link up like I always do my projections to Patreon, which 
probably by the time you're seeing this will be already on there. I usually like to go through the Osmo show, talk with Josh Engelman. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Engelman. Check out the Osmo show at 9.30am or catch the replay. And then once I go through with Josh, see if there's any minutes, minutes um, projections that I want to change based on what his analysis is and vice versa, I imagine. So then I'll post the projections sometime around like noon. So with that said, the link above, if you want to check them out, but getting into early interest, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, one of the best matchups in the paint against Charlotte that you will find for one of the best players in the paint with D'Angelo Russell there. He'll be able to now stay in the paint a little bit more instead of gravitating like you're seeing with Joel Embiid to the three-point line. Towns, before they got Russell, before they got Beasley, was the best three-point shooter on the team, um, percentage-wise, actual shot attempts. So I like Towns now at 10-5, going to get to hang in the paint a little bit more against your Hernan Gomez's, if Biombo sees any run today, and or um, Cody Zeller. Devin Booker at 8,400 doesn't seem like one of the best values on the play, on the slate right now, but minutes are down a little bit. If I give him 35, he looks like a fine play today. If you give him 36 or 37, he looks like an outstanding play today in a really good matchup versus Golden State. So Booker is an okay option. I would actually prefer Hassan Whiteside at 8,400. We haven't seen Whiteside limited that much on back-to-backs this year, and last night they got blown out, so he only had to play 27 minutes. He was on pace to drop 60-plus fantasy points if he played his normal 33 or 34 minutes a run, had 40-plus through three quarters. Um... You had Hassan Whiteside uh, at 8,400 tonight against Memphis. I-, I like that maybe a little bit more than Booker, but both seem fine. Eric Bledsoe, yeah, he's priced up to 7,700. Yeah, the matchup versus Indy is going to be a little bit more difficult. Oladipo has obviously come back from injury, but looked fine on the defensive end there. Brogdon, this is a tough defensive matchup versus Indy for Bledsoe, but he's a 1.5 fantasy point per minute producer over the last year and a half or so with no Giannis or George Hill or Brogdon. I don't have him projected for that highly, but if I put him at 1.35, 1.4, and 32 minutes of action tonight, he's going to project out really nicely. De'Aaron Fox, I continue to put at 34, 35 minutes of play. Um, I think that De'Aaron Fox at 7,700 is an okay option tonight. A guy with a uh, 30 plus percent usage rate, a guy who has a nice drive percentage rate. It's up there and and you're going to really only have, at this point, it's going to be interesting to see what Dallas does with Luka back. If they'll start Porzingis at the four now, and then you get more Willie Cauley Stein at the five, that would be a little bit worse for Fox in terms of drive rate, but that is yet to be seen. We'll have to kind of see how that goes. Let me close this out. Okay, so um, Serge Ibaka at 6,300 already voiced my concerns about how I think he's a fine option tonight, especially obviously only if he's playing, but he would be one of the better values. The elites at 33 minutes looks like a fine value as well in Sacramento. Again, if Jabari Parker is going to play, I don't expect it to do, mean that much for Bielitsa as much as it would do to some of the backup minutes and maybe some of Harrison Barnes minutes. Colin Sexton actually grades out well for me. It's it's mainly because of the matchup, I believe. Look, the price point's fine, 6,200. He's getting close to a point-per-minute producer this year. I have him around 0.93 uh, for this matchup. The big minutes as well, right? So it, it's a factor of playing a lot of minutes. The most friendly matchup you're going to find are one of the most Atlanta and Washington for guards. And now he's priced at a fine spot. So I think the issue for Sexton is like what the overall ceiling would be. Um, but at 6,200, he grades out nicely. It's just a matter of do you actually trust the ceiling there? Terry Rozier at 6,100 versus Minnesota. He looks okay. Again, these Charlotte guards are so hard to pinpoint. They play the minutes, but it's it, the production just isn't there right now because their surrounding parts are bad. So when you're looking for assist percentages like out of Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier, it's, it's getting tougher when there's not much production, productive players around you. Ricky Rubio, 5,900. Bojan, 6,100. Neither of those guys seem like priorities. They just grade out okay. Probably more of cash type plays, especially Bojan, a point per minute producer who's um, usually around like a 28 to 35 fantasy point producer. Rarely hits a ceiling, rarely busts. Damian Lee at 5,200. I haven't projected for 30 minutes today. That might be aggressive. He might play 28, um, but you obviously have him as one of the best shooters on this team. No Alec Burks. Uh, you had D'Angelo Russell get sh- sh- uh, shipped out. Andrew Wiggins is, is not a quote-unquote 
good shooter, I would say, by any means. Um, but Damian Lee, I think he's probably one of the more aggressive players, one of the best drive rate players. And now, if indeed there's no DeAndre Ayton, and even if there is, it's not a scary matchup at the rim. But I think that helps Lee a good amount, especially since he's a player who thrives off uh, pick and roll screens. I think he'll have a fine spot here. Rui Hachimuri at 5,100. Back-to-back for them, maybe based off the injury, to limit him a little bit, but have him at 30 minutes. Even if he plays 28, I think it's a fine spot. Ursan seems like one of the best values on the slate with no Giannis. Going to put him at 28 to 30 minutes, over a point-per-minute producer there. Tough rebounding spot, of course, uh, but just on paper, as a projection, it's going to look good. Even if he picks up ownership, probably still a guy that I, w- I would want to play. Dwayne Devin would be like a direct pivot to Ursan in the same price range. He's been playing 28 to 30 minutes as of late. He's been getting close to a point-per-minute producer in a similar matchup against Ursan, against a, a big front court now in Cleveland that has Drummond, Love, Thompson, Nance for 48 minutes there, similar to what you're going to get at least in the front court of the starters and Miles Turner and some bonus for Ursan's matchup. So it'll be interesting to see if you have Devin at like 4%, 5% ownership and Ursan at like 35. That's a very viable pivot for guys who look very similar today. Malik Beasley at 4,700, going to play 30 plus minutes. They want him in this offense. They want the shooters in the offense with D'Angelo Russell. It's going to look interesting. The upside with Russell out there isn't going to be 40 plus points like he had his first game with this team. But I mean, mid 20s, high 20s and fantasy points for a mid 4K guy with an upside on it. I think that looks good. Mo Wagner played 27 minutes and closed last night after saying that they were going to monitor his minutes. His minutes have been trending upwards on a back to back. I'm not shocked if you see them just rule him out. But if he's going to be active, having projected for 25 minutes, looks good. PJ Washington currently grades out and I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain as my number one value play today you still have no I believe Cody Martin so Washington's going to get the low to mid 30s in minutes I have him at 33 today might be aggressive if I bump him down to 30 is not as great of a play but at 33 looks like a, a fine option and the best value right now in the slate I imagine that changes a little bit after I do another lap through Jeremy Grant Seti Osman Anthony Melton, these are all guys that are just filler value at this point in the day, but they all grade out pretty nicely. Hancho Hernan Gomez is interesting to me. They want to play him a lot of minutes. I put him at 28 today. Probably 26 is a more reasonable spot, but even then at 3,900, he looks good. He's been starting. They said they want to get him involved. He's a small forward power forward against a very bad rebounding rate team and a team that allows a lot of points in the paint in Charlotte. At 3,900, looks like a pretty uh, pretty fine value. The upside, the problem there is what is his upside? I don't think he's a guy who can go out and get 35 fantasy points. You're probably hoping for somewhere around 24 out of this guy. That being said, that is the 11 game Wednesday slate. I appreciate you all tuning in to this February 12th episode. It's around 7 a.m. Going to get this video and podcast up as soon as I can. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you watched all the way through, as always, I, I, we got like a group of people here, a little cult that always watch all the way through and, and get to get into the comments. But if you did, let me know. want to personally thank you for watching the entire video. Appreciate everybody tuning in once again. On the audio version, hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star interview if you just got an extra 30 seconds today. I do appreciate that. And if you're over here on the YouTube channel, still listening for any reason why, if it's in your pocket, if you're just watching my face right now on a TV, Take the extra couple seconds, log in if you're not logged in, hit the subscribe button and that notification bell. I do appreciate that. Best of luck to everybody. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.